Welcome to RetroQuest, my retro video gaming podcast where I force my son to play old video games for my amusement. I'm your host, D, and that's Sako. Sako, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, well, I'm a professional gamer in my free time. It's kind of a hobby, you know? You just play games, and retro games are something I've been really interested in, too. So this is a great thing for me to do. All right. So this is our first pilot episode, our re-recording of our pilot episode. So, technically, we've done this before, but not good. Yeah. So, we're going to give it a shot for our second time. Um, and this time, we did play The Legend of Zelda for the NES, the Nintendo Entertainment System. An awesome game from my childhood where I have so much, so much love for. And I just wanted to kind of get a perspective of someone who's much younger, you know, going at it for the first time. Yeah. Um, and it's actually a really cool idea. Um, and I really liked it. Uh, and there, I mean, obviously there are reasons I shouldn't get into yet because we have a long time on the podcast, <laughs> so I shouldn't just drop everything right here, but it was a really good game. And I think if you listen to this entire episode, you're going to actually be happy you did because there's going to be a lot of information you're going to learn and maybe even have some nostalgia hearing two nerds uh nerd out about the legend of zelda yes two generations of nerds nerding out about old fucking video games so maybe we should uh maybe we should tell these guys a little bit about the premise of the show before we jump into it too much yeah so basically what we're gonna do is uh Every episode, we're going to take either a game or a genre of game or a collection of games, you know, and we're going to play them. I will replay them, and Sako will play them either for the first time or for the first time in a while, probably. Yeah. And we'll kind of get the perspective of, you know, me with my nostalgia, going back to it, kind of, does my nostalgia hold up, or is this game bad, dude? Just bad. Does it suck? <laughs> uh is it is this gonna be mario 3 or is it gonna be you know werewolf the last warrior we don't know i know what one of those is <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna know what both of those are <laughs> eventually probably sooner rather than later oh man but you know and then get Sako's perspective of someone never really playing it and also not even you know alive when that game came out <laughs> and and that's kind of what our cutoff i think is going to be for retro video games yeah uh, my thought is any any generation of console before my son was born, it can be counted as retro. <laughs> can be counted as retro because it, it he didn't even exist when that game came out, and I think that's that's a good baseline for retro because pretty pretty good one there I yeah. would say. Um, don't start a podcast. Uh, it is a lot of work. It is a lot of tedious. Uh, just nimble picking at small things. So we, leave it to us, the professionals. I have a little bit of knowledge and. Audio mixing, um, and I hope this doesn't sound horrible when it comes out because it took me a long time to set it up so it just sounds like this, and I'll probably still have to run it through some sort of filter or something before uh, we put it on the air. But um, the entire first episode got scratched because our microphones recorded weird. So it was it was bad. It was something hard to come back from, and I kept trying to fix it. But when you have two mics recording at like one sounds really super quiet and one sounds extremely loud and it's it's only one track <laughs> there's no way to <laughs> no way to separate the audio and do all that other nerdy stuff but i digress <laughs> uh, 
So, The Legend of Zelda. Let's let's talk a little bit about this. Yeah. The Legend of Zelda for the Nintendo Entertainment System was released in 1986 and marked the beginning of one of the most iconic and enduring video game franchises in history. Developed and published by Nintendo, the game was directed by his honor, Shigeru Miyamoto. Let's go. And designed by his other honor, Takashi Tezuka. And, and it was a pioneering action-adventure game that introduced players to a vast open world filled with exploration, puzzles, and combat. I know looking back on it now, for someone your age, it might not seem like a vast open world. But trust me, when I was like six or seven <laughs> playing this game, it was I couldn't even imagine how big that game was. They couldn't even comprehend the, the like nine screen across map. <laughs> it goes on forever. Who knows how much it goes on past the water? <laughs> that was my thought in my head as a kid. Is yeah, I wonder what's past the water. They didn't just stop. Well, I mean, like, I mean, that's fair, though, because if, like, my idea when I was younger, like, probably your age when you play Legend of Zelda, my idea of a vast open world was Fallout 3. That was the biggest it got for me. And now we have games like Starfield and games like even Fallout 4 that just hail in comparison. Tears of the Kingdom, bro. Like, we're talking Zelda here. Yeah, but I mean, like, games just get so much bigger. Like, it's, like, vast open world means so much more with every year in gaming like it's insane and i also do want to point out i knew both of those names shigeru miyamoto and the other one i don't uh, Tezuki, 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 or takashi tezuka Te- yeah takashi tezuka well i mean you, you just told us in the intro that you're a professional gamer you better know who shigeru miyamoto <laughs> is he's kind of the mario guy from he's Lively. kind of the godfather of, of modern video gaming He's kind of the godfather of, I feel like, most gaming. When I when I say, yeah, I guess modern video gaming. I mean modern as far as, you know, past Atari. Yeah. Which you don't, that's hard for you to wrap your mind around with, I'm sure. Um, but I was there. More or less. I, I played I played that Atari. I, I, I was there when, when Atari was a thing. I was a baby. played it. But I was there. I touched an Atari once, and it was when I was, like, 11. <laughs> and I played the, um, I played, like... I think it was Pong, which was pretty good, uh, classic. And then um, I played that uh, ET game, and I could not understand what was going on. Listen, listen. A lot of people throw a lot of shit at the ET game for for the Atari. Yes, it was a pretty shitty game, but it wasn't as as shitty as people put it out to be. I think it was just people point the finger at ET. I played ET. It's not horrible i mean it's it's not a great game but it's i played worse honestly i played worse on more modern systems than (laughs) fucking et yeah they're not all winners not anymore (laughs) all right so let's let's do a little before we really start talking about this let's do a little story synopsis um so basically the land of hyrule is in turmoil and darkness looms over the kingdom princess zelda Guardian of the Triforce of Wisdom senses the imminent threat posed by the evil wizard Ganon. After her desperation to thwart his evil plans, he shatters the Triforce of Wisdom <gasps> into eight fragments and scatters them throughout the kingdom to prevent Ganon from obtaining its power. Enter Link, a young hero clad in green who must embark on a perilous quest to rescue Princess Zelda, defeat Ganon, and restore peace to Hyrule. 
Armed with a wooden sword and a shield, Link must traverse the expansive overworld, facing various challenges, monsters, and dungeons. The primary objective of the game is to collect the eight Triforce fragments, which are hidden in dungeons scattered throughout Hyrule. Each dungeon presents its own unique challenges and puzzles, with a powerful boss guarding the Triforce fragments. Along the way, Link will collect useful items such as bombs, boomerangs, a bow, and a flute, and the magical recorder. <laughs> I, I said flute, I meant magical recorder. And, a, and also, he gets a candle. <laughs> oh yeah, a candle, my favorite. A, a couple candles. It's two of them, blue and in, red. In addition to the primary quest, Link encounters various non-playable characters to explore the vast overworld. Uh, sorry, but <laughs> he encounters various non-playable characters who help him explore the vast overworld and give him clues. And those clues are about the vaguest fucking clues you'll ever see They're in a bad. video game. I think the only clue that I feel like was super direct was the one that said, go behind the waterfall. That was like the only one I felt like, oh, I know what that means instantly. Eastmost <laughs> Peninsula is the secret. You know, when I was a kid and I was like six, and I, I could read. You know, I was <laughs> yeah. a pretty good reader. Yeah. I, and video games helped me learn to read, honestly. Yeah, but same here. learning how to read... And, and coming across the Eastmost Peninsula, you might as well have been fucking writing in Sanskrit. Like, like it might as well have been fucking, like, Ancient. like, Japanese kanji as far as it concerned. Because I didn't know what East was. I didn't know what a peninsula is. I, didn't, I barely knew what a secret meant. You know? <laughs> Alright, so Legend of Zelda incorporates a non-linear gameplay style in a vast overworld where they can kind of just go in any direction they choose. It's a sense of freedom that was never really... Yeah, I was going to say, wasn't that, like, idea introduced with Zelda, like, non-linear, like, gameplay? Well, there there have been there were non-linear kind of games before that. Um, not a lot, but it, it kind of was the first game that kind of gave you that sense of, I can go wherever, I can kind of do whatever I feel like. There's It's not a, you know... They don't even tell you what direction to go in from the beginning. Like you start off, <laughs> you could you could honestly miss the sword for a long time if you just decide to not go to that first cave and go right, you know, or go left or go up. You know, if if that if the going in that cave should be your first like thought, but if yeah. it isn't, you could go. You could get. You know, how far do you think you could get without the sword? I personally think, if played properly, like, I mean. Without the first sword, like, on a first playthrough, not much farther than, like, three screens. But I feel like someone professionally could probably get to, like, um, what's it called? The second sword. I think the master sword or something. Um, no, the second sword the is white the white sword. sword. The white sword. I think... There is if, no actual master sword in this game. It's the magic mm, But I think if played properly, someone could probably get the master sword before the wooden sword. Like, that'd probably be possible. But, I mean... On a first playthrough, that's not an accidental thing. I don't. Do. I don't. I don't think you. You couldn't do that. I don't think you get as far as as the white sword. Well, let me think for a second. If there's any kind of obstacle that would prevent you from getting the white sword, I'm just trying to like, how many hearts do you need to get the uh, white sword? Like, how many heart casings do you have to grab for the white sword? I don't think you need a specific amount of hearts for the white sword. I know it's twelve for the magic sword. I'm. I know it's twelve for the. Ma Isn't it seven for the white sword? I don't think so, because usually when I play Zelda, um, I run through and I go all the way. Um, I collect the 
blue ring, the white sword, the candle, the bombs, uh, and the arrows before I even go into the first dungeon. Mm. Well, then and I mean, so I mean, I mean, I get, I get the, the overworld hearts that you can get by bombing walls. I get those ones before I go to the first dungeon, and that's only, I think that's only like two. I think there's only two or three if I can remember. I don't. I, I can't tell you off the top of my head. Yeah. It's like it's like dialing a phone number these days. I don't <laughs> know the numbers, but I know how my fingers move. You know, I yeah. know what I do. I, I think there's two or three hearts. So I mean, even if you got three hearts, that would put you at six, five or six. And I don't even think I don't think there's a, a prerequisite for that white sword. I thought there was, but I might be wrong. I just because I think the first time I ever went there, uh, it wouldn't let me grab it. For some reason. The white sword? Yeah, the white sword. I think I found it and it wouldn't let me grab it right away and I hadn't gotten any heart casings. And then I heard my friends say, you don't have enough hearts. Oh, maybe maybe you need like, I would five, say five. five then. I think five would make sense. Maybe six. Six would actually make sense too because, you know, that's half as much as it would take to get the, uh, oh, yeah, the magic the sword. Magic so if you think about it, you might need three hearts. Start off with three hearts. Three hearts, you get the wooden sword. Six hearts. You get the white sword, twelve hearts. Yeah, maybe that's true. I might have to try to run through and grab that, that white sword before I get any hearts and see. You know, because I, I will be playing this game again. In yeah, my life. <laughs> love this game. So, Saga, how about? Did you read the manual? I did. Uh, I read the manual. I haven't read it for a bit, but I read it like um when we first recorded the episode. So I do have uh faint memories. Mostly of the absolutely terrifying depictions of the uh, enemies, <laughs> <laughs> which which don't look a whole lot like the sprites. I mean, you can see it like once you've seen the uh, art, you can sell like you can kind of see it for some of them, but like for most of them, I mean, it's just like eight bit sprite or maybe it's eight bit. Yeah, it's NES, so it's eight bit sprite. So I mean, only so much they can do there. So you have to be like imaginative. I mean, let's talk about the sprites for a minute, okay? The sprite work in this game is amazing. Oh, like even compared to games later on in its life, in the Nintendo's life, I mean, it's, it's you know what the sprites are and how what they're doing. You yeah. know, when Link thrusts his sword, he thrusts his sword. You know, when he's you know being Link, he's <laughs> being Link. You know, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, know, I had a thought. I agree with you, though. Like, the sprite work is pretty good. You can tell, like, what's happening and, like, where it's happening. It's, like, it's pretty good sprite work. And it's, like, it's pretty smooth, especially for, like, an NES game. So tell me what you remember of the story from the manual. I know the story from the manual is kind of a weird story that they don't really refer back to in, in, in any uh, sort of way. <laughs> but what do you remember from the story in the manual? Uh, what I remember is like it's essentially Link is like staring off the like it starts with Link he's just staring off the edge of a cliff. I don't think it's specified <laughs> why he just was, and he was like, "I need to go there. Like that's where I will fulfill my destiny." So he's like, and obviously like, I'm adding in like you know like Flavor. putting the story together, <laughs> fl flavoring it, making it make, you know, sense in my head. But he's like, I need to go down there for some reason. That is the part of Hyrule I need to Let go Let me to. tell you something <laughs> about NES manuals and the stories inside of them. First of all, most most games that had a story related to it, the story was in the manual. Because they're really, unless yeah, you had a one... Yeah, really internet or... Well, if you had like a one screen text scrawl that would be like, here's the basics, the, the real story would be in the manual. Because when when you had Nintendo games, you had a manual. You needed that manual. That manual 
uh, a lot of information that you needed. Because a lot oh, of yeah. games were different. They had different controls. A lot of games, even from Nintendo, had controls you never that weren't similar to other games. So without a manual, you sometimes would be really lost. I but can imagine. The story, a lot of times, in the manual, compared to the story that's on the text scroll in the actual game, something gets lost in translation. At least a little bit of it. So uh, what else do you remember of the story in the manual? And then we'll, we'll, we'll go through and clarify it a little bit because I remember a bit of the story in the manual as well. Yeah, so he's like, I need to go down there. And as he's going down, or like maybe before he went down, once again, it didn't really specify. Like, but he met this like old woman who was like, you are the chosen one. Like, um, and I think she was like somehow related to uh, Princess Zelda or like maybe like, I don't know. But like she was like, she knew something was going on, and she's like, you need to fix everything. Like, you just saved my life. I think, like, she, like, and, she, and he was like, all right, this is it. I'm about to become the hero. Okay, okay, so, and here's the part, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna break down that story a little bit more for you, and, and point out some of the weird shit, some weird Nintendo shit. <laughs> so, from what I remember in the manual, basically, Zelda gets captured by Ganon. Yeah. You know, and her hand, I think it's her handmaiden Impa. It's her handmaiden or her like, you know how like, I don't know, like if you, if you know, like back in uh, like medieval times, maybe I yeah. guess you would say like princesses and shit would have like an old lady that was just like their nanny when they were, <laughs> just there. it was like their nanny from when they were a kid. But when they grew up, it was still kind of just like their nanny, like their old person that hung around with them. Impa was yeah. basically that, like her handmaiden, like I'm sure it was her nanny at some point, but then Zelda grew up, but then she's just like her assistant or something. Yeah. So. Zelda's gets captured by Ganon, um, does the, the Triforce thing, breaks it up, and then sends Impa on a quest to find the legendary swordsman. Um, and Impa's strolling around Hyrule, as cool as can be, and gets attacked by a bunch of fucking moblins. And then Link shows up out of nowhere. I'm sure he just looked down on that clip and was like, that old lady's getting beat up. I need to go there. And then jumps, okay. down, <laughs> jumps down that cliff. <laughs> <laughs> and he and here's the thing is he saves she, Impa, and she sees by his bravery and his his you know fighting expertise I guess fighting off these moblins decides without he's, a sword without that's where I'm that's yeah. the point I'm getting to is is she he's she's supposed to look for this legendary swordsman well this guy this little kid is links about I think he's supposed to be like. 11 or something yeah, he's, there's no way he's very old this he's 11 year old pajamas. 11 year old kid shows up and beats up a bunch of fucking <laughs> moblins saves the old lady and she's like oh well you fought these moblins off barehanded you must be a legendary swordsman go to that cave over there <laughs> and get that wooden sword and kind of kind of sends him or maybe she she tells him the location of uh, a wooden sword a man in a cave with a wooden sword because she just knows it and she says you know what the best hope for for this this fucking uh, kingdom is an 11 year old boy with a wooden sword in his pajamas. Have at it. <laughs> and, and that's, and that's what I remember of the manual. Yeah. Now that you say it like that, the way I was putting together in my head, I thought he just like coincidentally like came along, like across this like impa lady. And I was like, I don't know how or why, but this, this story, like it gave me a brain aneurysm. Really? I did not understand. Oh boy. <laughs> Wait till we get deeper into Zelda games, oh, no. and then you have to try to fit together the fucking timeline. Oh gosh, I've heard the horror stories. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna break down the timeline at some point because we're gonna, we're gonna do some Zelda, some Zelda in. Yeah, I figured. Sadly, I'm scared <laughs> for Zelda too. Oh, don't be scared. That's 
spoiler for our next episode, but that's my favorite Zelda game. Spoilers. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about the game itself. Yeah. So the gameplay. You know, basically you go through the dungeons, you get your magical item in each dungeon, you fight a boss. Um, Some dungeons have like a mini boss or yeah. a boss that you fought earlier in a different dungeon, but now you're fighting him like halfway through a different dungeon. Because it's just like, it just thinks you just got it. Because you got it. Yeah. It's a, none of them are hard once you know how to fight them. Well, yeah, that's true. Especially later on when you get better equipment. Yeah. They do tend to be a little bit easier. Um, At the end of each dungeon, you fight the boss, you get a heart container and a piece of the Triforce. And then it kicks you out, and, and, and you can be on your way. You know? Which I really liked. Because, w- like, the first time I picked up that Triforce, I thought I was going to have to fight my way back through the dungeon. I was like, I was like, I barely made it through this first dungeon alive. I really don't want to go all the way Yeah, back but through. usually in, 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 in the dungeons, once you've cleared a room, it stays cleared. Yeah. The only thing that really comes back, uh, well, they don't come back, but, like, those, uh, those, like, diamond shaped blade things that slide across the ground oh, at gosh, you those are those things are always there and then those like uh those things that kind of look like uh dust balls that float around when they hit you and then you can't yeah, and they, they don't let you use your sword yeah you can't use your sword uh. they always they always put those in the same goddamn room as the like likes you know what like like is i think so are those those like likes are those things no like likes are those things that look like um they look kind of like uh, likes, like yeah. They look like uh, like uh, like that. Maybe that's why they call them like likes. They couldn't really figure out what they look like, so they were like, they look like 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 like. like, like, like. like. <laughs> Anyhow, they look like like uh. What do they do? I probably they they wrap you when you hit them. They wrap around you and they like steal your shield if you have. Oh my gosh, those things! They look. Yeah. I thought they were pancakes. Pancakes. I they were living pancakes. What would make you think it's a living pancake? It's I like thought a, they were like living pancakes stacked on top of each other, like this episode from Steven Universe. It's like, like a a big like slinky or something, or oh. something that wraps around you. Like imagine in your head, like this like tube monster that's a tube. It's like a tube monster. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a living intestine, in and my- it swallows you real quick and spits you out, but it keeps your shield. Mm. And and it always puts you in those rooms. Those it things, does. and then yes. you can't use your sword, lose your shield, and then you got your pitiful little tiny shield. Oh, God. Hit the little shield. <sighs> so, so that's the basic gameplay, and, you know, you don't necessarily have to tackle the dungeons in order. No, I mean, you can go... I, I think I ended up going through the them in order, even without a guide, for the most part. But, like, yeah, I didn't even, like... But, I mean, like, they're just there. Like, if you can get to a dungeon, like, at any moment, then you won't need uh, any form of anything to get to it. Like, if you can get to it, you, like, don't have to worry about completing anything else for before you can. Like, all you gotta do is get there. And without a map, you have to, you know, hope you can make it there. Yeah, that's true. Um, Basically, any dungeon you get to, you can Because... If there is an obstacle in that dungeon that you need an item for, it's probably an item that you get in that dungeon. Yeah. Or, like, in a prior dungeon and you missed it. Like, and, and that's very uncommon. The only one I felt like that was really common was was the, uh like, bridge thing or, like, ladder. Or the like ladder. The I feel like that was, like, the most common one that you needed, like, across dungeons after well, you got it. That's... 
I can see that being, for the most part, the only sort of gatekeeping item that you that if you know you run into. Uh, but in level, <clears throat> the only I think the first time that you come across that is in the dungeon that it's like brought. The in. dungeon that it's in, and you have that little river that just runs across the random. Part yeah. Of the dungeon. But that like stops you from beating the dungeon. So oh you, yeah. So but... you have to get it before you can go through. So I mean, you're you're not gonna miss it if you're at that dungeon. You're not gonna like get through without it. That's true. <laughs> I mean, I guess any, anything else you basically can kind of get along the way if you need. It. Yeah. So what do you think about the dungeons? The way they were kind of put together. I mean, they were simple, but they were they were uh, nice. Yeah, they were pretty nice. Um, I really liked a lot of the design, a lot of the layout. It felt like I was actually going through some ancient ruins. You know what I like? You know what I really like about the dungeons? That always got me ever since I was a kid. How when you walk in the dungeon and like the first room is like a room that doesn't have any monsters. It's just full but statues. It's got those statues. I always was, thought when I was a kid, that's fucking cool. I, I thought it was cool, but I was like, I like, I was like, what are these? Especially because then they started shooting fireballs at me in other rooms. Yeah, <laughs> that, that does start to throw you off when you get to the later dungeons and like you see those statues and you think it's all cool until they start shooting fireballs at you. <laughs> it's like what? What did I do? Yeah, I think in the, I think did you did you play the second quest at all? I I barely was able to. I get believe started. I haven't really. I've never beat the second quest. I haven't only maybe got halfway through it in my whole life. But I believe in the second quest, there are room. There's dungeons when you walk in that first room, and it has all the statues. Where some of the statues will just start shooting fireballs. But I mean, it's not like a big deal because it's not like there's any obstacles. You just have to go in and then pick which exit you're going to. But you gotta can't dilly dally. Yeah. Dilly dally, you're fucking roasted. Or I mean, unless you have the uh, the shield, the big shield. Because I'm pretty sure that blocks the fireballs. Yeah, I think the the big shield blocks the fireballs. It blocks most things. I think it doesn't block... Uh, it doesn't block a lot of the um, attacks by bosses. But other than that, yeah. it blocks most of the stuff. Um, Like the Lionels? Blocks the Lionel? I think so. I, I'm not sure. I'm, I swear I remember having the magic shield and, and I was fighting one of the Lionels. Their, the sword beams that the Lionels had got me. I think it might block the red ones, but maybe not the blue ones. That would make sense. I can imagine. I can imagine that being. I mean, accurate. Yeah. And I mean, like, it, and also like it seemed like the blue ones were always like the tougher ones of like the two. Whenever there were like a monster of two colors, it was always like the red ones are kind of just like, eh, and then the blue ones are like super like buffed versions. Yeah, well, is that how it is with the Moblins? I think it's the is it the other way around with the Moblins? The blue ones are weaker and the red ones are stronger. The Moblins are the ones that look like the little goblins, right? They look like little dog people. Yeah. Um, I could I be totally wrong. No, think. Does okay. So it probably does the red ring block twenty five percent of your damage, right? The red ring uh does uh makes you take half damage, and then um. The blue ring makes you take another half damage off that. So, like, a quarter damage. I don't know. I never get the red ring. I always end up getting the uh, blue ring, and then that's it. Off the top of my head, I can't even tell you where Which the red... Which comes first, the red or the blue ring? The blue ring, I right? don't remember. Like, I, I think always the blue get... ring comes first, and that one takes half damage. So, if something would do a heart to you, it'll take half. And then if you get the red ring... Which I'm pretty sure is in the last dungeon, so it's you, it's very limited on use. But then that one takes half damage. So if some if some, you get hit with something that would take um, oh, I can't a half a heart from the last one, now it will take not even a heart. It takes two hits from that to do half a heart. That could be very true. I just I just can't remember. 
top of my head. Yeah. But anyway, the Moblins, red, I'm trying to think, red ones and blue ones. Maybe you are right. Maybe the red ones are weaker and the blue ones are a little bit stronger. Like, cause that's how the Lionels are. The red Lionels are weaker and the blue Lionels are stronger. Yeah. And that's and that's also how those like uh guys that come out of the ground are. The like red ones are like slower and like you know, like you can see them before they come up more. Like their sprite animations take longer whereas the blue ones they just go um and they just shoot across the map. Like the and they those, take like four hits and those then the blue, ones take like one. Those blue spinny things that come yeah. out of the sand. Yeah. Like the blue ones take four hits and the red ones take one with the wooden sword. So <laughs> it's like Okay, that that all checks out. <laughs> like super buffed and i'm like what is going on here all right so what were your what were your favorite enemies out of this game like what kind of enemies what enemies did you like maybe not the strongest or the the you know what do you think were the coolest enemies in this game oh man the coolest enemies man um probably uh those guys in the water the zoras yeah i thought they were cool like not like like they weren't fun to fight but they were like cool like I hate those Zoras because you can never get rid of them. Because even That's if you kill true, one, you kill them. but then another one will pop up. That never happened for me. When I killed one, they stayed gone. No, they that shouldn't that shouldn't be how it is unless the game hates me. <laughs> that checks out. That does check out. <laughs> like, but the th- the funny thing is uh, later in later Zelda games, like the Zora, eventually become like a race of people that's like, like, humanoid and peaceful. Like they're like a different kingdom of like fish people. Huh. Yeah. I guess I could see that checking out. They're just, like, maybe like, mind-controlled by Ganon in the first game, and, like... Oh, you know what? I think that's the thing. I think that is the lore. I think that's the Zelda lore behind the, the Zora, is that somehow they were corrupted by Ganon. Mm, I like how I guess that. Let's go. Yeah. I, I'm saying I think. I could also be wrong. I've been wrong before about Zelda. That checks out. But, I mean, so, it's not, it sounds plausible. So you like the Zora? Yeah, they th- they're pretty cool. You thought they were, like... What about the bosses? What, what do you think was your favorite boss? Um, my favorite boss was the dragon guys. They were really hard, but they were super cool. Like, like the hydras where the heads come yeah, off the as hydras. you beat them. Yeah, and like when you kill one, like another head comes off, and they get really annoying. They and they, they are pretty tough. Those are probably the toughest enemies. They're boss enemies. Yeah, they get they get pretty annoying, but they're pretty like I think they're pretty cool. And they start and they move around pretty quick once the head comes off the body. Oh yeah, like like. It's instantly, they're just flying around and shooting unblockable fireballs at you. Who do you think was the hardest boss? Ganon. Ganon? You thought Ganon? Yeah, Ganon's, Ganon's alright. I mean, once I figured out what I was doing, Ganon wasn't very hard. But (laughs) before I got, like, before I got it, it was, like, the hardest boss fight. But, I mean, if I really had, like, I mean, like... I mean, you just get him, get that silver arrow on and and bust him. Yeah, I didn't get the silver arrow uh, when I first went through. I mean, that's the thing you probably need. Yeah, but I didn't know that. I was like, oh, well, this is like, it's a silver arrow, but like, I mean, it's the end of the game. I don't need it. Whatever. It's only the last item that they give to me. It's it's only the very last weapon that they're saving to give me. It's probably not that good. Well, no, I figured it was probably good. I figured it, but I, I thought it would only be like, I thought it would just be like five times damage on all hits with my bow or something. And I, I think was like, there's eh. a, one of the, uh, like, uh elder old people that give you advice i think one of them says something about the silver arrow right that you need the silver arrow to defeat ganon maybe i don't know 
I wasn't, I, I didn't go uh, see a lot of the NPCs because the first time I uh, ever like saw an NPC was like um, outside of like just walking into a house or something or like a cave. I blew a wall up. Uh, I went in and this guy made me pay him a hundred bucks for his wall. Oh, that's so. so, you, so, <laughs> so hey, you bl- you blew up my wall. You're, you're paying for that wall. Let me tell you but, something. But I was like, okay, whatever. And then so you know, I went and I did it again. And then the, the next guy made me pay him hundred dollars for the wall. So I was like, I'm just not gonna go see these guys anymore. It's not worth it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So I didn't get most of like the NPC hint, like. Like, I ended up having to go to the stores at the, like, end of the game. Like, when it came to a point where I needed, like, certain things from the stores. But, like, up until the end of the game, I just wasn't going to stores. You didn't. Yeah, I don't usually go to the stores. Like, when it comes to going to the stores, I stop in. Um, well, of course, I buy the buy the blue, yeah, the blue ring. ring. I buy the arrow. Um, and I buy the potion. And I usually buy the... The what is it? The red potion that you can use twice, or the blue potion you the can use twice? The red potion, is, yeah. No, the blue potion is twice, and then once it turns red, uh, you can only use it once more after that. Yeah, I usually buy the blue potion once when I when I unlock it with the map, or that note. Yeah, that thing, whatever. the note from the. Guy. And then I usually don't even end up using the red potion. Like I use, I end up using most times the blue potion at least to turn it to a red potion once. Yeah. And then I never really usually have to use it after that. Yeah, but I mean, it's nice to have it there. I think I got one at one point, but I ended up using it pretty quickly because that was before I started using a bunch of rewinds. <laughs> oh, you used the rewinds, huh? Yeah. Uh, I wasn't proud of it, but the game kind of made me because the amount of damage I was taking from enemies just was getting insane. So I was like, I don't know what to do here except rewind. Okay. You're, you sound like an abusive boyfriend. Like, see what you made me do. You made me rewind. If you wouldn't be this hard, I wouldn't have to rewind. <laughs> but I was very... I was much more polite about it. I was like, I don't want to rewind, but, like, this is, like... Like, this is just getting too hard for me. Sometimes I feel like I have to rewind to be able to do this. Like, to make this work, I'm going to have to rewind. I mean, I use I use save states at the beginning of each dungeon. I made a save state, and I only really <clears throat> had to... I guess... Twice, maybe three times had to start a dungeon over again well i mean i wasn't like abusing like um rewinds like i wasn't going out of my way to rewind i just only did it like if i took a bunch of damage and was about to die or if i had died instead of pressing uh continue because i didn't want to go all the way back to uh that first spot and have to find my way all around the map i would just rewind to when i was alive or like i'd rewind to like before i took a bunch of damage and then like fight from there like, I wouldn't rewind just to kill an enemy, like, keep going, like, rewinding so I got my hits in perfectly without taking damage. Like, that's pushing it. That's, like, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a little, that's, abu- that's abusing it. That is abusing it a little bit. I mean, I, I guess I've played this game so many times, I, I probably wouldn't need it, and this is your first time playing it. <laughs> if, I bet if I played this game with save states and rewinds at, like, seven years old, I would have used the fuck out of it. <laughs> It would have been crazy. Even a perfect playthrough, no deaths. I think. I think even like when I was using rewinds, I still had like three uh, restarts on my on my game. I think it was three or maybe four. It was either three or four, but I just remember it. Would you say this is a hard game? Um, I would say 
if if someone was coming into this game as their first game, yes. But like if you have like experience playing like any type of really any type of RPG like uh Ooh, you just called this game an RPG. No, you're, not you're gonna like, piss I'm, some people off. I'm, no, I'm not saying uh, Zelda action RPG maybe. Like, well, I'm not saying that it's necessarily an RPG, but if you have any like like um like experience playing an RPG game, not that Zelda is, I I wouldn't even know what genre to call it. I would call it like well, ex- like I, would I think call back it, in the day Nintendo called it an adventure game. Yeah, and that's probably, and nowadays I think we would refer to it as maybe I don't know if I would say action RPG. I mean, you get stat increases, but yeah, you know, bare bare bones static. Yeah, I mean, you get attack power goes up, your defense can go up, your hit points can go up, but you don't necessarily have any uh, control over you know. Oh, I'm gonna make him. More stronger and well, yeah. less, but I you know, think you don't have to sacrifice anything yeah, to no. get other things. But I think anybody who has experience playing an RPG, like, and not necessarily, like, really, like, when I say RPG, too, I don't mean, like, a shooter. Like, I mean, like, more like a fantasy RPG with, like, swords and, like, close combat. You're just Are you just talking about the, you know, the theme of it? Like, the fact that it's, like... No, but I'm, like, I just mean, like, if you're playing, like, fit, like then you're going to, like, you're going to understand the game a lot better if you've played a game where, like, you've been in, like, an open-worldish situation where, like, you're fighting monsters and stuff. I think this game would be challenging, but... It would still be you, challenging. You, you keep using RPG like this is an RPG. It's really <laughs> isn't. Like, I wouldn't, like, as far as the gameplay of this game, I wouldn't say it's an RPG. No, I don't I, think it's an RPG. I think an adventure game would be a good way to classify it but then again you you're you got the um what they technically called adventure games back in those days were like the the computer point and click you know yeah games like like, like uh, day of the oregon tentacle. trail and not, maybe not oregon trail but i'm talking about like day of the tentacle or sam and max you know games you've never heard of yeah never <laughs> um let me think of, let me think of a game that that you would probably like um Like, uh, point-and-click games, you know? Uh, well, I know what point-and-click games are. Like, I mean, there are still point-and-click games that come out that are pretty fun. We're playing, we're playing, uh, Day of the Fucking Tentacle. We're playing, what is it, Lester, Lester the Unlikely, what is his name? What's the name of that game? No, you don't know. Yeah, what, am I, what am I even asking <laughs> you for? <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, those are... Uh, but I, I think I would say this is more like action RPG. And the only reason I say action RPG... Is because of the stat, the stat increases, stat growth. Yeah, and I mean, I don't think I wouldn't call Zelda an RPG, but I feel like people who have experience playing RPG type games, like, will probably do a lot better than somebody well, action RPGs, because you do have to kind of, you know, your progress and how good you are is based on, you know, reacting to enemies yeah. in real time. Whereas back in that day, an RPG would consist of turn based. Okay, I take a turn, you take a turn. Yeah, you know. Whereas like, this is more, you're, you know, real-time reacting to enemies, you know? And it's it's much more dex- dexterity-focused than thought-focused. And, I, and I like how you point that out, actually, though. Because, like, because um, for your generation, an RPG is that, like, turn-based, like, fighting game. Where, as for my generation, a lot of people think of RPGs as, like, just your average open-world game where you Fucking have, like... Skyrim. Yeah, like, Skyrim, Fallout, like, those games of the world. Like, like that's what an RPG is to people. My uh, RPG people, yeah. Look at the new Final Fantasy games; they aren't even turn-based anymore. I guess that makes sense. So, like, when I say RPG, 
I'm thinking more on the lines of like a game where like you're just having like action with like even like possibly like 10 enemies at once like in like you're just acting in a lifetime like trying to move out of the way and like block like uh hits and like you know kill all the enemies all at once like okay i i can see why i can see why that that umbrella term can kind of fit in more with your with your thought of what an rpg is yeah like now that like once you had me play uh and obviously like, i i get like the turn-based rpg like i don't think a turn-based rpg isn't an rpg i get that because i've played turn-based rpgs but i'm just a lot more familiar with the fallout of the world where rpg is just exploring picking items up and killing a bunch of enemies at once like oh you're gonna have so much fun when we play dragon warrior <laughs> you have so much fun when we play the original final <laughs> fantasy <laughs> but like yeah like anybody who has like experience playing like a more modern version of an rpg where like you're doing like that action you're going to probably be better at zelda yeah. than somebody who like plays platformers like super meat boy and like mario and stuff like because there's just a complete different needed set shout of out to super meat boy that's cool that's not, i like that i like that, that was... super meat boy is an amazing game i only ever played it when i was really young but it's a pretty good game love super like, meat boy it's really cool i've watched a lot of people play it. i've wanted to play it like for a while now but i haven't had an excuse so i've been looking for some friends to maybe stream it with but i haven't found anybody who's willing to buy the game just for a few streams so <laughs> i like i like super um and and all going back to the rpg thing i nowadays i guess almost every game you know you would say has rpg elements in it you know yeah even, even games part. like i mean look at uh the horizon games where you know there's skill trees and equipment <laughs> you can you you get you know so i mean it is an action yeah. game but rpg elements I it's mean, like every action game has all these rpg elements in them now. every it seems like every game has rpg elements yeah um and and i mean for me though like really i've never like i don't play much other than action in like rpgs like i have games that i play that aren't those things like i have simulation games like um i have simulation games that are like uh surgeon simulator and stuff but like other than that i got power wash simulator power wash Simulator. i watched a uh, big youtuber markiplier play that like for like four episodes of the podcast he was like gonna start playing like talking to people while just playing power wash simulator i've watched a few episodes of that but i mean i don't know i'm like more into like the like active idea of a simulator where like i'm actively doing something that's act like whereas like with power wash simulator you're just moving your joystick back and forth and it's like cleaning this stuff and you're like it's it's, it's relaxing it's it's relaxing it's but it's like super relaxing. slow paced and i just can't do that you're super slow I know I can't run. <laughs> <laughs> but he's good at other things. I'm great at other things. I mean, he he, he can't run and he can't lift heavy objects, but you I know. Can lift, what are you talking about? I can lift really heavy objects. <laughs> Listen, he's good at other things, okay? <laughs> um, But, like, even, like, one of the first game series that I picked up that was, like, I wouldn't think of would have RPG elements in. I mean, you might because you probably are a lot more familiar with this series than I am. When I say it, you'll probably be like, "What are you talking about?" But Far Cry Three was the, like one of the first ever. Okay, games yeah, I, I can up. see that. And I, like, I mean, I didn't understand there were RPG elements, but like a lot of like the RPG like ideas that were put into the game, I didn't get why they were there. I was like, 
why do I have like all of these like character building stuff? Like this game doesn't feel like something that should have that. Well, it, you know, because RP- I I love and don't get me wrong, I love RPG <laughs> elements in games. I love building a skill yeah. tree. I love going through and and you know building out a character how I want. And then by but then usually by the end of the game, you max everything out, and it doesn't matter how you got there because you're there. Yeah, you know, like, but you. You start off <clears throat> kind of going through in a, in one path before you unlock all the paths, which I think is cool. Yeah. Well, because I went, like, because from what my idea of, like, a shooter game was, I was at Uncharted, right? So, like, a shooter action game was, to me, a very linear game where, like, you just shoot a bunch of guys and you follow the story of, like, a really weird, stupid thing, but it was fun to play. And then I go on to Far Cry 3. And, like, don't get me wrong, I love Far Cry 3. But, like, I went from uncharted like very linear like no character like no personal character things you can do like very set like how you beat the like missions especially in the first game very specific and then far cry 3 where it's like approach this however you want to <laughs> like just get it done i, I love far, far cry 3 4 5 6 just like <clears throat> here's a sandbox blow shit up stealth in there or or well i'm far cry 5 send the dog in there Far Cry Distract 3. Distract him. I love Far Cry 3 stealth. I like Far Cry 3 stealth introduced me to a whole idea of stealth in video games, and it's why I love stealth so much. Like, like if we ever play a Zelda game where stealth is even like an option, that's what I go for. Any like any game where I well, can there's stealth. there's Zelda games that have stealth in them. Like even Ocarina of Time, there's a stealth um, segments. I mean, there yeah a couple of them. Um, let me think. Breath I mean, of the Wild has. You can use stealth, like you can yeah. sneak around. Breath of the Wild is more like a Far Cry take on Zelda. Yeah, they give you the open world. There's all these encampments. There's dungeons. You approach them how you want. Um, you can attack, you know, groups and and, and shit. Like you, <clears throat> you can attack them. You can stealth in. You could, you know, roll a boulder off a cliff onto <laughs> them. <clears throat> it's just just like that. But yeah, we're we're pretty off in the weeds right now. Let's get back to Zelda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's go back to the dungeons. So. You like the dungeon layouts with the with the compass map and yeah, a special item. Yeah, most of the dungeon item. layouts were pretty good. There's a, most there was one there dungeon. Was one there was one specific one. dungeon. <laughs> and we're going to talk about that for a specific second. Just, you know which one I'm talking about. Yeah, um, I don't know which one it was. Maybe I it was seven it, or six. I, no, I think it was, if I if I can remember right, was it two or three? And it's it's shaped very oddly, if you it's notice. It's shaped very oddly. Um, I don't think we should say it. Uh, it was a swastika. Okay, yeah, we can say it. But... It was. I don't that know. was an odd choice for a dungeon. Yeah, especially because this was a game made in Japan in like the 1980s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's it's an odd choice. I mean, I'm sure it's a it's some sort of it, symbol. It probably has a meaning. Doesn't I'm sure it doesn't mean nothing. I'm sure it's just like that's that's the design they picked. I'm sure it's some sort of symbol. Yeah, it probably that means doesn't something. mean what everything has all the 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 you know underlying. Connotations. The connotations. There we go. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was, I I want to know if you noticed that. Did you get the maps in every? Dungeon? Yeah, I got them. And uh, it took me uh, when I when I first uh went through, I didn't really uh notice until I had to go back to that dungeon for some reason. I was like, you know this this map. <laughs> this reminds this map, me of something. I feel like I feel like my a specific friend of mine would be very interested <laughs> in this map for some reason. <laughs> I feel like this map would offend somebody. I feel like, yeah, I feel like my friend Noah would really hate this map. <laughs> Didn't know why. Yeah, the the dungeon designs, and then uh, 
the rest of them just are i think they're actually specifically supposed to be a thing yeah i think but the, they're in the very manual vague. said like what they were like supposed to be like i know one's supposed to be an eagle uh <clears throat> and then uh the final one uh dungeon nine is like a skull yeah it's a skull that's the cool one that's, that one's that, really cool i like that and one. that that's a fun dungeon because it takes you all over oh back and forth gosh, there's it's insane the puzzles in dungeon eight I literally, there was like, I could not, I, I had to use a map to get through that entire dungeon. I could not without it. It was insane. Did you look up any, any wikis or any facts? Wikis? No. Uh, I really didn't use a guide. I used a guide once and that was for one of the bosses. And it was that guy with like an eye in the middle who like spun and you had to like blow the whistle and it would like split him into three. Oh yeah. That's the only time I used an actual guide in this game. That's my least favorite boss. Oh, for sure. Like, I do not like that boss, and it's not because I, I feel it's hard. I just, for some reason, just don't like it. Like, like I get that it's got, um, you know, um, in the the Nintendo Entertainment System in Japan, the Super Famicom, right? Yeah, the Super Famicom. Um, it, the controller on the Super Famicom had a mic, right? There was a mic in it, and from what I, what I can recall from, you know, hearing stories, that in that dungeon, you didn't get a recorder, you blew into the mic, and I believe that's how you that's how you beat him. Or something. that's a cool that's a cool thing though. Like that's actually kind of cool. I may be completely and one hundred percent wrong on that. Oh no, it sounds like you're wrong. But if it is real, <laughs> I guess it doesn't sound right. But if it is real, that's I, a really cool I idea. I feel like there's something in this game where you use the mic and it damages it. Maybe it's not that boss. I think it's maybe it's one of the other bosses. Or not a boss, but one of the other monsters. Maybe it's one of the other monsters. That you blow into the mic and it'll kill them. I wonder what it, it would be. It would make sense that it's that monster since the whistle hurts. Them. Oh, yeah. And maybe there's an. Uh, I'm gonna have to look this up at some point. <laughs> fact check yourself. I'm gonna fact check myself. Put my own comments on the, on the fucking podcast. Like I was wrong at this many minutes and this many seconds. <laughs> just like absolute fact check. Like in the description on the YouTube page, just absolute fact check for each and every time we made a mistake. <laughs> just a timestamp in what we need to correct. <laughs> just consider it corrected when we do Legend of Zelda for the NES Part 2 in a year. When we re revisit it. Uh, just have our <laughs> shit together a lot better. And I mean, also I mean, if you're listening to a podcast, you shouldn't take everything the people say at face value. You should, uh, you know, maybe do your own research instead of sp I forget spreading. Things. Yeah, you shouldn't just spread information without making sure it's proper. So, I mean, what we say, I mean, we're in a position where we're recording this live. We don't have scripts. We're just talking. You guys have the ability to fact check before you tell someone something. Quit being so condescending to our non-existent viewers that we'll never have viewers for this podcast. Because of me. Because, I mean, it's a podcast. No one's going to watch it. They're what I mean, on YouTube, they're described as viewers, so... Well, we're not on YouTube. We're, a we're on everything, shouldn't we? we? We should have a YouTube channel. Well, listen, we don't need to discuss those things on on, 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 an on, episode. on air. That's that's for the uncut Patreon episodes. That's funny, <laughs> because on my podcast, we, we talk about it. We talk about, like, everything behind the scenes, just in it, and leave it in. You ain't Susie Dragon. Calm down. Huh? anyhow wish um, so what did you think about the items in it pretty cool i found i like how like there was like a spot for everything in your inventory which confused me at first because i picked up something and it was just in the middle of my inventory i was like <laughs> why is this like in the middle of like my why inventory? is this just in the middle of my i'm pretty sure it was a bomb 
and it was just like in the middle and i'm like why is this not like all right well let's go through the items one by one and kind of talk about them for a second so you got the boomerang uh i didn't get the boomerang <laughs> okay so i got the boomerang <laughs> <laughs> and the boomerang's cool you get it in the first dungeon and you just randomly get it when you you uh I think fight you those beat, yeah you go to the uh right and you beat yeah. the guys in there and it gets the guys it with the boomerangs you just beat them and then you get a boomerang i think that is super cool oh yeah like that you i used to think that was the coolest thing it's like oh i beat them and they dropped their weapon and i picked their weapon up like that concept of i beat that guy and he dropped his weapon and i picked it up is fucking cool to me especially that's as a probably kid. like spawn that's probably what started like like i don't know maybe i might be wrong because i haven't played a lot of retro games but i've never like I, the retro games i've played i've never seen that before so i feel like zelda probably started that trend of like enemies drops when you like kill yeah them. i see that and then you got and then you got the blue bummer boomerang which you get later on basically the same exact way when never you never got it get to the <laughs> when you get to the blue <laughs> boomerang guys and then you kill them and you get a blue boomerang. <laughs> okay <laughs> And then you got what the the bone arrow, the bone arrow, barely got it in hate, time. Hate the bone arrow because you you get the bow, and that's what used to piss me off as a kid, and still kind of pisses me off. Is you you have to pay. You get the bow, and you're like, all right, cool, I got a bow, but you don't fucking have any arrows. So it's basically like your first item you get in the dungeon I is got like the arrows way before I got the bow. Did you? Because I thought it was gonna be a new sword. I thought it was like a sword and a stone or something. Like I, thought, well, like I always get the I always get the arrows too, but that's because I I do a run of the map and get things yeah. before I go into the first dungeon. But, but before I came up with my, you know, way run the way I run that game, um, it would always make me mad that you got that fucking bow, and then you had to go buy the arrows, and then every arrow cost Costed, you a rupee. Uh, yeah, that also uh, that pisses rupee? me off. I don't like. Like, um, the thing, like, that confused me once, like, I don't understand what, what, why they chose rupee for the, um, cause that's, like, that's the currency in India, isn't it? Yeah, it's a rupee. Uh, I don't I, know. I think, I think it's a translation thing. Maybe. Because I believe, I mean, they look like, like little crystals. Like Yeah, they look like, like oh. maybe rubies. You would think rubies, but rubies are red. Oh, yeah, true. So I think it's, I mean, it's. But they're shaped like, like, when you think of, like, the shape of a ruby, like, that, like almost like it's almost rectangular but like it's like that same shape yeah well i mean it's the basic crystal shape i mean it's the shape of the crystals in final fantasy true well not the, uh, i mean the I nes final fantasy because they use orbs but yeah it, I, I can't really tell you what the the thing behind ruby is i probably could have done more research and had that answer but i'm just, that's you, also a very niche thing that you want pulled hard, out of the water you want hard facts about fucking these games this is the wrong podcast podcast for you you need to go listen to retro retro knots or something you know or, like I was going to say Retro Warriors, but I feel like they just kind of, they do what we did for a while there and just go on Shout tangents. out to Retro Warriors. Those are, those, that's, those guys are cool. First retro um, podcast I ever watched. Only one I'll ever watch. Anyhow, if you want some hard facts, go listen to Retro Knots or uh, some, I like Jeremy Parrish. I feel like you don't know who that is. Nope. But I, mean, like, <laughs> I relate to him with a lot of his opinions <laughs> on games and stuff. Anyway, you want facts, go to Retro Yeah. Um. You you want some stuff that's probably fifty percent you know bullshit and fifty percent true? Listen to us. Yeah. Don't you know, cause you know. Cause we're having a good time with it. Cause we're cool. We're having and, fun. And I'm old and he's young and we're talking about old games. And I feel like there's got to be some vanity to that. I don't think I've ever heard of people doing that before. But anyway, so back to the back to the weapons. You got the see, went over the bone arrow. You got the candle. The candle. The candle. The first candle that you get is the you blue You buy one. it. I'm pretty you, sure. Don't yeah, you? you buy it. 
and you get to use it once per, per screen. screen. That is the most annoying if thing in the world. And I didn't until like cuz I got it for some reason I was just like oh, I should just get this like early on cuz I had a lot of money really quick. So I was like I'll just buy things. So I bought a candle and I did not understand the use of it until like the fourth dungeon when I needed it. I was so confused. I was like what's the point? Did you ever burn any bridges or burn any bushes out in the uh, overworld? Nope. Once again, I I never I never even attempted so you, because I didn't want to get I didn't want to have to pay a hundred <laughs> coins every single. So time. you didn't get? Did you get the magic shield? Right? Did you buy the magic shield? Yeah, I bought the shield. I think if you burn that bush, I may be wrong. Fuck! I just played this like the other day. <laughs> yeah, you burn the bush too. to get the magic shield. I think it's free if you burn the if you get it from that bush. There's like a million bushes. It is, <laughs> but there's a few bushes on the overworld that lead to like stores or here's a, a lot of the bushes are like um you go into them and then the person's like here's some money to help you and it's like yeah rupees or thirty and it's generally I think it's generally those moblins too isn't it yeah it's generally moblins are like this is a secret because I'm pretty sure the the bushes that you burn don't give you hearts it's just like the things you bomb in the overworld that get you hearts yeah then the hearts that are there that you need like the raft and the bridge to get across or the um. The latter two, I was so confused. Uh, the first, like, as soon as, so I went, like, for some reason, I went all the way to the right, like, instantly. Uh, and I went up, and there was this heart container sitting out, like, in the middle of the water. And I was like, dude, I want that. How do I get that? So I started, like, shooting, like, my uh, sword beam at it. And, like, I did everything I could, like, trying to figure out how to get this thing. And then eventually I went and got the uh, ladder thing. And I was like, the heart container. I can go get the heart <laughs> container. You get the raft before you get the the ladder. Yeah, but you can't use the but raft. But you can't lose the raft, and that used to piss me off as a kid because I could go to the just north of that. There's a little. It's like the. It's like a little dock. I think yeah. that's what it looks like is a dock. And then you can go up, and that and takes you to the it fourth takes you, one. No, no, no. The one you go up on the right. Oh no! It takes, takes you, you up to, to the uh, a like a secret thing or area something. thing. But slightly slightly below that, you see the dock. And then there's a heart container, but for some fucking reason, you can't take the raft, like, From 10, feet in, that 10 feet in that direction to get a heart. <laughs> but but you can take a ladder. You can walk across a fucking <laughs> ladder. And I feel like the raft would have been a much more reasonable, you know, answer to getting across that yeah. little patch of water. Sure, it would have been a short trip, but I think going like, across a ladder. did it. Like, and, and Link just carries ladders around and rafts. And, he just carries around in that his is, back That pocket. is a very resourceful young 11-year-old boy. Oh, yeah. I mean, those pajamas, I wonder what kind of pockets they got, because I need those. <laughs> well, Jim, uh, on the old uh, Legend of Zelda animated cartoon that they had, oh, he, I've seen that. he had a bag, and like the items would be tiny little items that you know were just like about the size of... He just pulled them out and they got yeah, big? They were they were like the size of uh, a battery or something. And then he'd, he, he'd put them in that bag, and then he'd pull them out of that bag, and then they'd become big, like the normal size, how they should be, which was weird. I don't know. I mean, it's one way to explain it. I was. It's kind of that kind of like the instant you said that my brain went like sounds like a bag of holding from D and D just has infinite storage. Just put stuff in there. <laughs> yeah, basically, it's a bag of holding. And then yeah, okay. So back to the items. You got the blue candle, which you can use once per screen, which is fucking annoying. Then you can eventually go on to get the red. And then you candle, get the red candle, which you can, just, which you you can, can use, use two at a time. Two yeah, flames which at a time. is and you can use it as many times in a screen as you, as you, as you want, want, as long as the other flames like extinguish before you use. Yeah. It. And the one thing that used to piss me off about that candle. Is and it's more to do with the inventory system. Mm. You walk into a dark room, you gotta pause it, pull out your candle, light the room, pause it again, and then 
re-equip whatever thing you're gonna uh, need secondary weapon you you were using in the first place yeah and and that is annoying when it's like every other room is a dark room like when yeah. you get the later dungeons but then the red one that one lights it up for like three screens uh i'm pretty sure so does like, it yeah so like i'm pretty sure because i was looking at a map when i was going through one of the dungeons and there were like three rooms that were dark in a row and i was like oh my gosh this is gonna be annoying but then i went through i lit one and then the rest of them were bright like the rest of the way through and i was like oh okay. oh maybe that's something i just never use the candles i i usually most of dungeons each room there's a certain amount of layouts that they have oh yeah it, and that got became very apparent very quick i uh I, I can usually tell which layout is in the room by my first couple steps into the room if yeah. it's dark. And then after that, I don't need the candle. I usually just don't use the Especially because you can candle. see the enemies, too, like, before it's bright. So you Yeah, can, like, I usually just don't use the candle. The only yeah. thing that sucks is uh, all the enemies will show up um, when it's dark. You can still see all the enemies, except for those little diamond-shaped things that fly across the ground oh at you. God. Those you don't see in the dark. <sighs> those were so annoying. Especially when you're like, especially when they're like right by like where you have to blow up a wall. Like, yeah. So like you go, you have to run, put the bomb there and then run out of the way and then like wait for them to move out of the way and the bomb explodes and you're going through and they come to try to get you. Okay. Speaking of bombs, let's talk about the bombs. What do you, what do you think about the bombs? Pretty cool. I, th I liked them. I thought it was a pretty cool like. Um, I like the bomb design too. It's like the same bomb oh, design they cool. used in uh, Super Mario 2. They almost look like the yeah. same bomb. Yeah. Actually, now that you say that. I can. I'm picturing them in my head. Yeah, they do look very similar. Like super they're like Mario, a bluish, like, like gray. Yeah, Super like dark, Mario America. Yeah. It does look very similar to the same bomb. Super Mario America. That's um, what it's called. Yeah, in Japan. Because it's. <coughs> okay, I'm, so the bombs are cool. They're they're very generic, basic, like just blue bombs. Every Zelda game has bombs. And then what's next after that? Um, the flute. Let's yeah, talk about the flute. The flute. So, what were your thoughts on the flute? I like it. Uh. I never blew it in the overworld just, like, to blow it in the overworld towards the end of the game. So I didn't realize the uh, the super cool uh, carryover that would be super, like, nostalgic for me once I saw it, which was the uh, tornado uh, that just came and put you in a random spot. I didn't, I didn't even get experience that sort of towards, like, the end game because I never just tried to blow it. The same the same flute they used in Mario, in Mario 3. 3. Yep. Like, in that one. It's even you, the same tune. Yeah, it's the exact same tune. I was like, and when I, like, because every time I blew it, I was like, I know this tune. Where do I know this tune from? Like, it was, like, bugging me so bad because, like, I knew it, but I didn't know where it was from. And then once I finally blew it in the overworld for some reason and that uh, thing came and picked me up, I was like... Tornado. Was, we could say tornado uh, came and picked me up. I was like, it's Mario 3. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's I, Mario like the, I like the flute. And that's what it got me, too, when I was a kid was... But well, I played The Legend of Zelda before I played Mario 3 because it came out before Mario yeah. 3. So it was more like when I was younger, it was like when I played Mario 3, I was like, oh, it's the it's Zelda, Zelda flute. Thing, you know, and it's, that's where I was. Like, yeah. Uh, the flute's cool. I like the tune. Very, very nostalgia. Oh, yeah. Um, then you got, what's after that? Say the magic wand. Yeah, the magic wand. Now, the magic wand is probably my favorite secondary weapon. Oh, yeah, because it doesn't, like, there's no, like, you don't pay anything to use it. There's no set amount of how many times you can use it. It just works. And it, it um does extra damage on you know those uh the whiz robes the little like wizards that disappear oh and then God, they teleport yes. and shoot at it you it does more damage it to does them, more it? damage to them i should have been using that against them the whole and the, time the cool thing i like to do is you can you can um double shoot if you have the sword and the wand equipped you hit the sword button then right after that hit the wand button then you'll shoot like boom boom a sword like a little a rapid wand. fire sort of like 
you can you can take out enemies out pretty quick with a double shot of uh like the magic sword yeah. beam and and, and i like every single item like once you like upgraded it got a cosmetic upgrade except the magic wand because when the way you upgraded it was you got like the book uh the wizard book or whatever i but like it yeah and it makes it shoot out fire like so you get that wizard book if you don't know what it is you're not gonna realize in fact i had no clue why all of these fires were just starting whenever i was shooting out my magic wand i was so confused by that <laughs> <laughs> until yeah. eventually i realized wait is this the item that i picked up so i looked at the up. magic book we can talk about that now all it does powers up your wand yeah uh let's speak let's let's talk real quick about the uh the non-usable items that, that you just you don't use them; they just get used. Uh, you yeah. got the raft, yeah, which the raft, actually tra the travel across a couple places. It's not super useful. There's only maybe I think a like handful three, of places you can. I think there's like three super like big ones. But I think there's really. only. I mean, you use it to get to level five, and then there's you use it to get that secret, secret spot. And then I think there's one more after that, but I don't remember what it was. And there might not be though. Look, I think that's it. I think you use it just those two spots. Such a waste for such a super it's, cool item. It's a cool item. Yeah, and then you got the ladder, which is somehow way more useful than a raft. Yeah, somehow. Because you use it, you you, you can basically cross one block use abs. you basically use the ladder to cross water. Yeah. Like I don't know why it is a ladder. It should have been like a plank of wood or something. I think yeah. That would be more. I would rather walk across a plank of bare wood than a ladder across water. Well, I mean, I could see like if you have really good balance, go ahead, walk across a ladder. But like. I'm very, I have very bad balance. So if I'm walking across a ladder, I'm gonna fall into the water, dude. And that's gonna, that's just, yeah. Like you're like, you have to like put the middle of your like foot on like the little like on the handle part and like walk across it and like hope you don't slip or anything. <laughs> yeah. And then you have to pick it up, like pick up an entire ladder and move it. And uh, okay, so then you got the the power bracelet. Power bracelet. I like which, the power um, bracelet. It would let you push those blocks. Yeah. The first one that you push the blocks, uh, isn't there two of them? No, I'm pretty sure there's just one power bracelet, and all it does is let you push. It those lets you push. Random uh, blocks. Yeah, the random things. And I think it's just those ones in the overworld that unlock teleport spots. Yeah, which was pretty cool. I didn't find that though till uh, after I'd completed dungeon six. Oh, well, that's fun. So, uh, I don't usually use the teleports. No, because they're super. They're super random too. Well, they're not random. Like there's a there's you know the, each. Uh, has three doors that you can go to yeah and each one of those doors lead to a specific place. so if you know what leads to what it helps you out like the only time i think i ever really use the power bracelet is when i after i get the magic sword and then you go right and go up and there's a little um you know the four little rock things that you push out yeah. of the way and then there's a teleporter there and that takes you right back to uh near the middle of the map it takes you yeah I basically think I know. right to right to close to level seven I believe. yeah i think i think i know what you're talking about and then yeah. so you you know instead of having to go traverse that whole way back go there you just that's i think that's the only time i ever really use that, that yeah teleport shit oh see what's the what's the uh, there's another one that's not there, uh, the the rings okay yeah so the you got rings. the red wing the that, that does your damage by half and then the blue ring does your damage by three quarters. Yeah. Because I, I believe the red ring you can get in a dungeon for free. And that one only does half. And the blue one is stronger. And it does. Yeah. Touch you can get both of them quarters. for free. But you can also buy the red ring. But you can't buy the blue ring. No, you can't. You can buy the blue ring. That's the only way you get the blue ring, right? No, I thought you got it in one of the... I'm pretty sure I got it in one of the dungeons. Maybe you can't buy you, it. But I think you can get it in one of the dungeons, too. Maybe you do. 
Like I said, retro knots if you want facts. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's go back. We got all those are all the non-usable items. Be, what did we miss of the usable items? Uh, the silver arrow, which is important. Silver arrow. Which you found out. Yeah, which I found out how important, important the it silver is. Silver arrow is. Um, which which doesn't make a huge comeback until like Ocarina of Time. Mm. Uh, and then you got let's see. Which will still be retro though, so we will be playing. Oh, that. we will definitely be playing that. Um, let's see what else. What other items? You got the boomerangs, the bombs, the wand, uh, the flute. Yeah. Bow and arrow. Missing something? I feel like I'm missing something. I've, I don't know what you're missing, but it feels like you are. Magic I, shield. Yeah, the magic shield. Which is which is a super big improvement because that small shield doesn't block shit, but like Octorock rocks. Yeah. I like saying Octorock. Octorock. I like saying Octorock rocks. Octorock rocks. Pretty cool. Let's see. Uh, I think that's it for the items, if I'm not mistaken. That might be it, honestly. Feels like a small list. I guess there's only eight items, there's right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. Yeah, that would be all of them. And then there's a few on the top, but like. And those, again, there's four eight. on the top, and that's the ladder, the book, the raft, and the car bracelet. Yeah. Those are the inactive items. Well, they're active items, but you don't use them to get used. Yeah. So they're idle items, I guess I would call them. Like idle, idle items. I like idle, idle items. items. Idle, idle items. items you get from Nocturne Rocks. We should. If, rocks. We should. That should be like any term we use for an item you can't actively use, but just becomes a thing. That should just be our term. Idle items. Idle you items. heard it first. Here, Retro Quest. Idle items. We're idle items. You know. We are trademarking that now. Like my treadmill. It's, it's just there and it doesn't get used. It's, it's an, an idle, idle item. item. <laughs> 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 all right. So let's see. We went through the weapons and we did all that. What else would you like to say about this game? Anything else you want to talk about? Oh, it was, I mean, really the overall experience. We haven't really talked much about the overall, like, enjoyment experience of it. Yeah, well, tell me your overall enjoyment of this game. I liked it a lot, actually, way more than I thought I was going to. Um, I went into it like, uh, this is a retro game, like, you know, this is one of those oldie games. This one, is one of those, those old blocky pixel games with This the is one colors. of those games who the people with no hair play. So, <laughs> I was, I was very. He's referring to me. Yeah, you too. But I mean, I was very like, this is like, this is the game that all the bald people like. There's no way I'm gonna like this. And then I got like, thirty minutes into the game, and I was like, I freaking love this game. <laughs> oh, this game is so good. I I first played this game when I was like, I'd say younger six or than seven, me. like well, way younger. I got my my. NES, um, the summer when I turned six, um, I got it. Super Mario Brothers, played the shit out of Super Mario Brothers. I played a couple other games before I played this because I rented a few games because I was uh, doing the summer with my grandma, and I had Mario. I rented a couple other games. You know, played them a little bit. I was young, didn't really get the concepts of all the yeah. a lot of times. Um, went back home, and then at some point after I got back home and going to school and stuff one weekend my mom rented me this game and i love this game so much like i i i, I was a kid and i stole the fucking manual out of the <laughs> rental box because back then when we first started because when you got later into rentals they wouldn't put the manuals in the boxes anymore in the because people would steal them yeah so they would make these little you know uh print out they would like make photocopies of the of the mm. manual and stick them in the box and 
And then that's partly because of me. Because you're, I you're stole part of the some problem. manuals. When I rented games back when they still had the manuals, I would be like, this was so fucking cool. I would just keep the manual. You and that was the, the first guitar. <laughs> I was like, I told my mom, I don't know what happened to that manual. This is fucking weird. And uh, <laughs> I wonder. So yeah, I had that manual and the map. It came with a full size map of Hyrule, which I thought was super cool. And then I stole it. My thought process was, oh, I'm gonna put this on my wall. But then after I took it, and my mom was mad because they charged her like five dollars for the manual. <laughs> I was like, now I have to hide this for the rest now of I can't my life. Put this on my wall. Now I have to destroy this map and this manual. What have I become? <laughs> I've become the very thing I swear to destroy. <laughs> Someone without a wall map on their wall. Yeah. <laughs> and then and yeah, so um and it, it like I said, it blew my fucking mind playing this game because you know up to then. I played some Atari, I had played Mario Brothers, and I played a handful of other black box NES games. Yeah. And then I played The Legend of Zelda. Holy shit. Blew my mind and started my love for, for a more in-depth video game. Yeah. And maybe I'm just like looking back very nostalgically on Mario, but I feel like I would still pick Mario over The Legend of Zelda. Probably just because I know a lot more what I'm doing. A lot more experience with the original Mario than I do the original Zelda. So you think, in general, in your opinion, at this point, which 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 doesn't mean a whole lot since you've only really played one Zelda game, yeah, and a lot of Mario games, you would think that Mario surpasses Zelda as just a as a whole. Um, yeah. Given my information on Zelda, I would say, from my personal uh, experience, Mario way out there. I've played pretty much all the mario games like well let me so, let me let you in on a secret our next episode legend of zelda the adventures link is not gonna change your mind i would fucking love it if it did and this became the thing that made you love zelda because as much as i loved this game when i played the second game <laughs> which kind of came out and at the same time i was super obsessed with the zelda cartoon and then i yeah. had like some zelda like reading books that you would get out of like the scholastic yeah the school, the school. Book, book fairs and then um yeah shout out to scholastic book, book yeah fairs. shout out to scholastic bro they make they have the best book fairs i bro. used to love you get that little like paper pamphlet like once a month or something <laughs> once every two months and you could order books out of it yeah oh and it was like, so cool I and they were that. like really cheap like too and it was like the best books like for my generation it was like the dogman books but for your generation it was probably yeah. like for my generation, it was like, you know, you'd have, like, the Mario and the Zelda and then, like, the other books. And then it would go on to, like, get the Goosebumps. You get Goosebumps <laughs> books, you know? Yeah. We had, oh, like, the dog, all the Dogman books, all, like, the Diary of a Wimpy Kid books. Like, and the FNAF books were there at one point, too. Like, when we get into our next game, and then you'll see that has a much more of an emphasis on some of the RPG elements we discussed. Yeah. But I don't, I don't want to get too far into that because that's going to be what we're talking about next time yeah. on Retro Quest. So, probably about time to wrap this up. So, if you were to give this a score, yeah, let's say, what should our scoring scale be? We should make a different scoring scale based on each game. Like, yeah. like some of the famous people on 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 the podcast and the YouTubes do. Um, so let's see. There's a uh, eight say, Triforce pieces. Yeah, I was about to say. So on uh, so zero on a, to eight Triforce zero, pieces. On a scale of zero to eight Triforce pieces, what would you rank it then? And what would you rank it? And I guess you can't do that because you. Well, I there. could rank it from what I think it would be. Then, like no, my that's, opinion. That's, that's just do for your ranking of the Legend of Zelda for the NES at a zero to eight Triforce pieces. What would you give it? 
I personally would have to give it seven or maybe six point five. Right like right there on the scale. You can't break a Triforce piece up into fractions. Exactly. So you seven. ain't Zelda. You can't you can't do that. You gotta <laughs> it's, it's there's no points on this. So then seven. Seven. Seven Triforce pieces. Okay. Well, it's like eight point six out of ten. Out of eight tri for me, out of eight Triforce pieces. He's gonna say eight. Watch it. I'm not gonna say eight because spoiler, the Legend of Zelda Link to the Past is gonna get an eight. And it, I can't I gotta give it that that, Isn't that Link Zelda to the past the one that's not Link to with... the Past, but uh um Adventure but... of Link, Zelda okay. Two. I was gonna say I, I, I gotta tax it because it's not Zelda Two. And and I'm gonna have to make it a seven. I have to give the same as you. All right. Isn't Link to the Past the uh, one that came out with Four Swords? No, no, no. Link to the Past. I mean, they well, like they, that bundled. They, bundled they did together. a remake of Link to the Past for the GBA, I believe. But Link to the Past was for the Super Nintendo. Yeah, but I mean, I'm pretty sure like for the DS, they started selling like. Uh, they probably did. Did I it don't together. Know. I don't know. That's how I, I didn't played play Four a Swords. lot of DS or a lot of 3DS. DS came out before my time, so we're gonna have. To, and I have very fond memories of DS games. Welcome to RetroQuest, my video game podcast where my son forces me to play old video games that I never played before. <laughs> I'm excited. There's a few retro games where I know he hasn't played them, and I'm excited to see him oh, play Oh, shit. Him. We're playing Kirby. I've never played Kirby. <laughs> We're going to change that. Though. We're going to change really that, to. bro. But, like, there's there's games like uh, King Arthur. He's oh. never. My dad's never even, I don't think, even touched it. And that's, like, a very good one for me. Is that, what is that, NES? Oh uh, yeah, it's it's. I think it's SNES. You know, we're gonna okay, okay. We're gonna try King Arthur, whatever. And then I'm gonna make you play fucking Defender of the Crown. Oh god, <laughs> you don't even know what that is. But someone, it sounds someone scary. in the world is gonna hear this and be like, "Dear God, don't make him." <laughs> I hear the name and it scares me. Uh, so yeah. So I guess we put a score on this bitch. We wrapped it up. About time to uh, call it a day, right? Yeah. Um, any final thoughts? Any final thoughts? Uh, I'm glad I was able to have this experience, play the original Legend of Zelda. Um, I'm actually going to be live streaming my playthrough of Legend of Zelda 2 over on my Twitch. Uh, I got prior permission for this, so I'm not just dropping this on my father now. This was something we've already established. He, uh, he, this is a paid promotion. Uh, Brought to you by our sponsors, Sako Gaming Pro. Sako Gaming Bozo on Twitch, um, and I will be uploading all of the VODs. I might not make them into full videos, but all the VODs will go on my main YouTube channel under just Sako Gaming, uh, where is what's where I post most of my stuff. So uh, if you want to watch me struggle through The Legend of Zelda 2, as I've heard I probably will do, go and watch that over there. <laughs> You'll need a guide. I think going into Zelda 2 is almost impossible cuz I think any t even back in the days when we played like Zelda 2 we had like Nintendo Power like we had yeah. guides like some of those games that came out you had needed a guide for Nintendo Power was your guide for most of the you know Nintendo games and as for me I've been your host and I will continue to be your host and I will always continue to be the co-host and I uh I think at some point I'm going to start streaming my playthroughs of these games but right now I I work a lot and my schedule I'm excited to see it. Bring joystick, uh, justice for joystick cowboy. And that that that's me. I'm the joystick cowboy on Twitch. Uh, I haven't streamed in quite a while. Three uh, years. Or it's been a minute. I have I work a lot. His most recent YouTube video was like 
two years after he like made his final I made stream. Some, I made some YouTube videos about that how super to, outdated. That were you know technical videos about how to uh, set up OBS and do all sorts of technical nerd shit with streaming tech, and which got a lot of views. And then, and then I stopped making them, and they were super outdated now. And and if you were to watch one, you would be like, "This is this is." It's like trying to teach somebody who uses a cell phone to like use a rotary phone. I know how to use your rotary phone. I wasn't. I wasn't. I, just because I was looking at you didn't mean I was talking specifically about you. Anyhow, yes, we might bring the Joystick Cowboy channel back to Let's stream go. some of my retro gaming. Um, if if there's any kind of, if I feel like there's any for it, you know, my yeah. my streaming schedule would ha- would have would be super be all over the place yeah. until I can you know figure it out with my work schedule. But uh, yeah. Catch us on the next episode, hopefully in a couple weeks. Uh, maybe a week if, if, if Sock can get his shit together and play some Zelda 2. Otherwise, it'll probably be a couple weeks, and then we'll uh, do that podcast and then probably kick it off with October Horror Game Fest. So That's not excited. what we're going to call it. We'll call it, we'll call it Horror. Spooptober. 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 That's definitely not original, but let's go with it. <laughs> I feel like I've heard that like a million times. Retrotober. Retro to, uh, quest questober. Retro questober. Retro questober. Let's do it. Let's not do it. We're just okay. We we're, sound dumb. We're, yeah, we're just <laughs> rambling at this point. We already we've already ended. Like we're, we're this is we're, the uncut for the patrons. <laughs> the real show ended like five minutes ago when we were talking about fucking. Uh, what were we talking about? Streaming. <laughs> Streaming. <laughs> after we rated everything, after the ratings is gonna be cut. So if you hear this. You're on the uncut. Man, even my super cool self-promotion is going to be cut. Oh, that sucks, Sago. I feel so bad for you. Uh, now All right. going to get to watch me play these games. <laughs> so this has been Retro Quest, and I am your host, D. And I am your co-host, Sako. And we are signing off. We're signing off. Come listen to us again sometime.